Boom. Hi, everypony. Welcome to Macintosh and Mod, an episode-by-episode review of My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, the podcast by two married adults who love this show in spite of their children. Season one wrap up podcast. It's a winter wrap up. You're way too excited about doing a winter wrap up. I know. You've been singing that at me for a long time now. Look, guys, we're doing a season wrap up. It's the winter. It just makes sense. Okay, sure. I almost made that the theme music for this episode. And if I wasn't afraid that Hasbro would sue us, I'd do it. That's fair. okay so we're gonna start off our little wrap-up by talking about our favorite moments for each of the main six plus spike throughout the first season okay so of course we have to start with twilight what was your favorite moment with her hmm i have two but i gotta pick one here and i think it's gonna be when she starts losing her mind during the festival when the Paris Brights are eating everything in town in episode 10, Swarm of the Century. Okay. When her solution is, okay, we're just going to rebuild an entire replica of the town (laughs) over on the other side, and then we'll drag the Paris Brights over there. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty good. When when she finally snaps. And her Twilight solution to going crazy is to come up with the most impossible solution available. It's just way too extreme. Yeah. Because it's Twilight. Yeah, no, no, it's great. All her okay. book learning has led her to this point. <laughs> yeah. What's yours? Uh, my favorite is uh, her in the Boastbusters episode, episode six, uh-huh. where that's where we meet Trixie. Yes. And when she's talking with Spike and they're talking about magic and she goes, what if my secret, what if your pony's secret skill, special talent is magic? Oh, okay. I think, I know, I like that she's starting to figure out, no, like, my thing is magic. And then I, I, you know, that, and then just the whole, like, I can't, like, if I can't tangibly see something, I don't have to believe in it and that whole thing. Yeah. That whole concept was in that whole episode. I, that was my favorite Twilight episode. Okay, that's fair. No, I'm, I'm tracking with you mm-hmm. a little more. I also, I mean... I have to put an honorable mention for Hungry Twilight and the Ticketmaster. Because I know how that feels. It's so hard to she do never, anything when you're she hungry. She never got her dandelion sandwich. She didn't. No. She got food, though. Yeah. With her friends. Okay, what about Applejack? Well, I feel like this one's pretty obvious. It's uh, Applejack exhausted and sleepy trying to walk her cart while she's upside down in a ditch in episode four, Applebuck season. <laughs> Also, just all of the delirious things she does throughout that episode. Mm-hmm. To me, that's just the perfect Applejack. It shows her stubbornness and her absolute will to just get the job done, but mm-hmm. also just the silliest we see her. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was actually my first thought uh-huh. of that episode Yeah, for her when I got to Applejack. But mine is Look Before You Sleep, the sleepover with Rarity and Twilight. Well, that's a good one. That just all of her arguing with Rarity just cracks me up. Uh huh. And I just so identify with Applejack. Like, this is ridiculous. Why? I had to clean my feet 
and you're putting mud on your face. Like, I don't get it. Like, this nope. is ridiculous. I No, I totally identify with that. It just makes me laugh. That's, yeah. She's, she's not a, a hoity-toity, frou-frou pony. No, not at all. And, and I'm not a hoity-toity, frou-frou person. But you, you do like frou-frou. Mm-hmm. I do like frou-frou the rando pony. Yeah. She's not my favorite. Well, no. Mm-mm. Mm. Um, I guess that leads us to Rainbow Dash, right? Yep. Rainbow Dash. Oh my gosh, 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 oh my gosh. Oh, anytime she's around the Wonderbolts? Just that, in Sonic Rain Boom, when she wins, that mm-hmm. whole little sequence at the end, mm-hmm. when all of the Rainbow Dashness um, gets broken down, and mm-hmm. she's just a fangirl. And you're like, oh, this is the real Rainbow Dash. Yeah, she's not like... I mean, and she's never really that full of herself. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a play she puts on, and her friends know that. But when we just see that she's like... Oh my, oh my. <laughs> And literally the only words that come out of her mouth are, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. My favorite was in Suited for Success. And he seems to be cooler. He seems to be like <laughs> 20% cooler. Because the whole 20% cooler thing I know comes up again and again and again. And it cracks me up. It's just not cool enough. Eh, maybe 20% I thought cooler. it would be cooler. Just make it cooler. (laughs) Just that attitude of like, just fix it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, to me, that is so Rainbow Dash. Oh, yeah. And I, it just, it's so funny in the episode, and I love that. No, I like that one. Mm -hmm. Um, But my favorite, Fluttershy, came from Sonic Rainbow. Oh. But okay, so it's also like, did you see how assertive I was? And then (laughs) when Rainbow Dash does the Sonic Rainbow, uh, Fluttershy goes, yeah, <laughs> and she's full what? on screaming just like anybody else, and she's the clown of the episode. I that's the Fluttershy I love. I thought about that. I thought about some of the other ones, but you know, I just had to go. I don't want to talk about it <laughs> when she's Flutter Guy. Flutter Guy <laughs> from one of my least favorite episodes, mm-hmm. Bridal Gossip, yep. episode nine. But no, Flutter Guy is. Mm-hmm. outstanding especially when Pinkie Pie makes her sing the song in Flutter Guy voice it's pretty good it's very good okay what about Pinkie Pie well it's recent mm-hmm. it's her haunting emotional breakdown during Party of One Aww. into what I have heard um apparently they have termed this an alter ego and they call her ego Pinkamina. oh Apparently, apparently she may show up again. Oh, I believe to some that. Research, but um, no. Yes, it is a little like dark and uh, mm-hmm. disturbing, but it's also freaking hilarious hmm. to see her talking to inanimate objects and creating her own party because she can't handle not having a party around her. That's pretty good. It's not quintessential Pinky, but I kind of love it. <laughs> Uh, my favorite was during also a recent episode was uh, the green isn't your color. Pinky in that episode is hilarious because she's the constant forever. <laughs> and then the whole house secret sequence. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I buried it and then I built a house on top of it and then I moved into the house. How like, did you not see that? Like That whole thing is just like that sequence explains Pinkie Pie to you. But you know what else explains Pinkie Pie? And we should both mention this. It was under E. e. Episode one. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty good. 
Okay. Rarity. <laughs> do you not have a favorite moment for Rarity? No, I do. Okay. Um, I could say every single time Rarity gets fully dramatic, because that is when she is the funniest. It's pretty good. But you know, I I, I turned it and I twisted it, mm-hmm. and I said when she gets rare, when during a dog and pony show, when she gets dramatic to get the upper hand mm. on the diamond dogs. Okay. I... What? What's that smell? Oh, I figured it out. It's okay. your breath. <laughs> uh, I did. Uh, for me, it was for suited for success. I liked when she was making all those costumes for her friends. Yes, that is the best exam- example of Rarity's trait and Rarity's generosity. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she's going, she'll go to any lengths, including making some awful dresses. Yes, just to make her friends happy. Yep. Yep. Very fair. And then you said Spike, right? Yep. Well, it's also a recent episode. Mm-hmm. It's when he's getting grilled by Pinkie Pie. I feel like that's just perfect Spike. It's pretty good. Talk. Oh, oh well, you okay. know, the other day I was hanging out with Twilight Sparkle. No, about our friends. Okay, well, there's Twilight Sparkle. She's a unicorn. He has a lack of awareness that is amazing. Yes. And and in that scene. I really liked um, the valiant Spike in A Dog and Pony Show. Mm. I really liked that. And when he jumps on Twilight's back, he's like, just give me this. <laughs> he wanted to pretend to save Princess Rarity. I'm just like, oh, you live in your own little Spike world, and it's awesome. Well, and the other the other good example, and I almost picked this, was him announcing the competition during Fall Weather Friends. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. But can I help you announce? <laughs> mm. That's funny. And just the, you know, who are you talking to? These people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so do you, okay, do you have a favorite episode from the season? Huh. Do you have one? Yeah. Because I need to take a minute and think about that. Mine is episode 12 called The Cutie. Uh-huh. And we talked about it when we did that episode. That is the episode where the Cutie Mark Crusaders are formed. And we have all the jealousy over not getting and not getting your cutie mark. And that's the one that I felt that that episode just trade cutie mark for your period. And that's what's going on <laughs> in that time of your life. It still cracks me up. I do not like the cutie mark crusaders very much. But I love that. And that was the episode that made me go, this show is hilarious. I love it. Okay, you know what? Hmm. There's a lot of really good episodes this season. Okay. I think it's the best night ever. And here's why. And it'll lead into something I talk about when I talk about my favorite things about mm-hmm. the whole the show so far. Yeah. It's the culmination of every storyline up until then. Oh, it's a great episode. And um, it's funny. It's mm-hmm. fun. But it's also... It does what the first episodes had a real hard time doing, which is summing up the characters. Um... The first episodes... Well, I'll talk about it later. But it, for me... It's it's a little bit of a slog, and that's because I've seen them so I've that's seen fair. them so many times, and I understand these characters very well. Yeah. But that episode takes all these things that we've watched throughout them, and they've woven in all of these little nods mm-hmm. to the episodes we've already watched. So they've paid us off for spending the time watching it. Okay. Well, I don't want to talk. Okay. So I have I touched on that a little bit too under my favorite things, but so I don't want to talk about it too much more. That's fine. Okay. 
So let's do, let we did this when we did our Riverdale wrap up. Let's start with our least favorite things. Three things that we did not like about this season. Well, there's we, pro a... we probably have some crossover here. We did not compare lists no. beforehand. Well, there's an early there's an early candidate with two very specific episodes. That is some cultural insensitivity. Oh, you mean Zakora and the Buffalo? Yep. Yep, that's number two on my list. <laughs> that was the first one on my list because it just comes immediately straight to mind. Yeah. It's it's not like they're not trying to tell a good story. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially with the Zakora episode, all the main six pretty much get punished for treating Zakora so badly. Yes. Even though it's not Zakora's fault. Correct. Um, but the thing is, they don't fix the problem with Zakora. No, and they don't do it Like, we know ever. that from later seasons. We know they don't fix, like... Zakora as a character is written badly. Yes. She is this mishmash of bad stereotypes mm -hmm. that just don't work. And the buffalo... The, the the flip side of the buffalo was that could have been a really interesting group of characters, but they they whitewashed it in a way that makes it really, I don't know, really kind of offensive and gross. Well, see, okay, so I was thinking about that one. Okay, so the Zakora episode is episode nine, Bridal Gossip, and the buffalo episode is episode 21, Over a Barrel. And I was thinking about, okay, okay you want to introduce this western town yeah and you want to do it a little you know expand applejack's family a little bit okay and if we're going to do western you want to include indians okay great what would have been really cool is if when they got to appaloosa maybe that beef has already been handled mm-hmm they're living in harmony. They're they've got they've gotten along, and they, it is a beneficial relationship for both groups of people. Yeah. Um, Maybe they talk about how they were they dealt with. Well, that. and then the issue is that Applejack wants to she wants to put her tree in a very prominent place, and she cannot get the town to agree where where to put it yeah. or whatever. And so they have to come up with a compromise. And so that's how we get this flashback to this is our conflict, and this is how we fixed it. Mm -hmm. is how we work together and you could still have the the main the the point that i think they're trying to show the children is you know learning to compromise and see both sides work together uh, without it being this total whitewashing and you can still get your cowboys and indians type thing in there i think in both cases the issue is they were trying to talk about a very positive message. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, they missed some of the real important context mm -hmm. of what they were doing with the characters. Yes. That's really the biggest issue. Mm -hmm. Which is why I don't, you know, I don't just want to hammer the, the creators and the writers of the show no. for too much. Because they're trying to put a positive message in there. Okay. And, okay. and I, I will say this. This is episode one. Or not episode one. Season season one. season one. Yeah. We we know they've just finished season season seven. If I see an episode like this in season seven, I'm going to be furious because there's no excuse. Yeah. I, I'll give you a season one growing pains figuring your shit out pass, but you don't get that later on. It's also just don't don't tread down that road, especially with kids television. Yeah. And especially now. I can understand even five years ago, this was harder to... The, 
this was not as much of a, a thing, but yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay, this was this was 2010. Okay, and I know that was only seven years ago, but okay, if I see something like this in season seven, I'm gonna be furious. Absolutely. And I'm gonna throw a fucking hissy fit. Do it. I will. Get a mod. I'm not above a hissy fit <laughs> over children's television. So I think that's the one, that's the one that we're definitely gonna have common ground on. Oh yeah. So we both we both have that. Let's go on. My number two is the early episodes. Okay. And specifically the pilot episodes. Okay. Yeah. The, the... So much exposition. And even the earlier episodes after that, they're so... Look. It's a little repetitive. So this has to be classified as a personal gripe with the show because anybody who hasn't watched it before probably won't have as many mm-hmm. bad feelings about it. But it's like, I've seen the majority of the episodes of the show at least once. I know who these characters are. Mm-hmm. And even then, if I put myself in the frame of mind of, oh, well, I'm learning who these people are, they kind of bludgeon you over the head with it. Yeah. The first two episodes, which was a two-parter, it was bad because it just kept going on and on and on and on. And and it just it could have been a little bit tighter. But I think that is a problem with pilots. In general, in all TV, especially when it's when it's a shorter form, thirty minute show, it's very hard not to do that. There are very few shows that manage to pull off pilots where you feel like you know every character, but you don't feel like they've just spent the whole time doing a bunch of exposition. Where it's all introduction. Yeah. No, ex- no, I agree. Um, no. Okay. My number two was that we didn't get enough Twilight this season. That's a good, that's an excellent point. We don't. I feel like we have a lot of great moments, but I feel like this season, season we should have had a lot more Twilight-focused activity and backstory. Or maybe not backstory, but growth. Yeah, I... Like, it should have been a little bit more about her finding her place within this group and these people. Because they just kind of overnight, I mean, I know they went on their little adventure in the first two episodes. But it's just like overnight, okay, we're all, we're the main six. Mm, yeah, I can, I can see that. The flip side is, I, I also recognize that she's supposed to be learning about friendship. So mm-hmm. even if she's... Not necessarily feeling like she wants to be super friendly. She's kind of doing it. That would have been the other thing was even if they didn't do so much with her, if there was still a little bit of a distance yeah. for her character, um, that that might have helped a bit. Mm-hmm. But we are lacking in some Twilight. Yes. And then my third one. Look, I know it's a kid's show, but do we have to tie everything in a neat little bow all the damn time? Yes. Ugh. It's kind of annoying. Like, I feel I feel we've got these episodes where it's like madcap crazy and fun, mm-hmm. and then we come to a screeching halt so we can do Dear Princess Celestia. Like, we just have to put the brakes on everything, and it gets annoying after a while. A little bit. And sometimes it works and it's funny, like the episode with Aloysius, or when Princess Celestia is actually there, it's like, do you want me to write you a letter? I think I'll remember. Like, <laughs> that's when it's, there's, it's funny. Oh, yeah. It works. Um, and they, they tie it up a little bit better in that way. Well, Philomena works really well. Philomena was great. When, when Celestia is there, it works almost every single time. Mm-hmm. 
but there are some episodes where we we've been going to this crazy extreme and then everything just stops down so we can talk dear princess celestia mm-hmm. and it's like what we, we just shoehorned this one in didn't we guys well and well there are a couple of times where it's almost been like oh the characters went ahead and explained what the lesson was together yeah and you could have ended it there but you added that tag of the dear princess celestia thing and we didn't need to keep going because we have to write a letter to princess celestia i know (sighs) my last one was the cutie mark crusaders yeah i thought you might say that yeah um i really like that they're very active in their goal i like that they're like okay we're gonna go on adventures we're gonna we're gonna try new things to get our cutie marks but they are very stunted Mm mm-hmm and I know it's only going to get worse as we go throughout the seasons. So I I don't... I Like, they used them too much this season. And we should have gotten them separately more. You're not excited to... You're not excited about what more we're going to have to watch of them. No. Not no. even a little bit. No. I am excited to learn more about Scootaloo. Because I don't know anything about her. Okay. Who knows? Maybe by maybe by the time we come to the end around and have gone through those seasons, it might it might work itself out in the end. Okay. Well, for season one, I don't like the Cutie Mark Crusaders. That's fine. Even though they're the focus of my favorite episode, that's the only episode I like them in. But do you like them more than you like Rarity? No. <laughs> I like Rarity more than I like the Cutie Mark Crusaders. We're, we're making some progress, guys. But <laughs> we ended the season with my Rarity rating at three. You the, started at zero. Correct. Correct. Yeah. But we we've ended the season at a three. It could still go down. It could it's, go up. It fluctuates. We hit ten. You're going to throw a fucking party. Uh, we are. It's going to be magical. Okay. I don't know. We'll have to figure out something. Maybe we'll do something for our listeners when we hit 10. <laughs> Maybe. We'll have to figure out what that is. I'm not sure, but we'll figure it out. It can immediately go back down, but if it does hit 10 at any yeah, point, no, I understand. that's a big deal. I get it, but that's fine. Uh, so okay. I guess that means we should switch to our favorite things okay, yeah, about so this season, right? Yes. Let's be complimentary now. Why don't you start off? Okay, um, my favorite thing were the two biggest songs. The Winter Wrap-Up yep. and the Grand at the, at the Gala. Excellent. Those songs, their production value is amazing. Yes. They're well-written. They move the story along. It's number one complaint about musicals is just a song that's just there for fucking no reason. But they... And I'm a musical fan... They tell a whole lot of story in just four minutes, yes. which is really helpful. And those sequences are great. Um, Winter wrap-up, you know, it's just, it tells you everything you need to know. Yep. Um, plus also gives you all the emotional weight you need from the character singing. Same thing with at the gala. Um, it's And it's the gala song is just a whole lot of fun. It is. And it's like, oh, this is what we've been talking about a lot this season. I'm really glad we get to see it. Yep. So it's fun. That, that was my first favorite thing for me all the cartoon moments okay all the moments when they switch from just an animated show into a straight-up cartoon Mm -hmm. they do it really well they do 
Some shows will start going there and it doesn't work right and it's kind of annoying. But man, this stuff is all good. Mm-hmm. It's all... Looney Tunes has a soft place in my heart mm-hmm. and they're doing gags at the same level. Yeah, okay. I definitely same... feel like I get those Tiny Toon vibes. Yeah, well, I get, I you know, I get straight well, because, up Bugs Bunny vibes. And well, like yes, that. because there's that, but there's also another level, and that's what Tiny Toons did. There was yeah. like this intellectual level to it, and I do get that from the show. Sort of. Tiny Toons was a bit more cultural. It's very meta. It's very meta, and it's also uh, very topical. It was very topical at the time, which is a little weird for a kid show. Yeah, well, no, Animaniacs was more topical. It. Animaniacs was even that. more so, but those were definitely. You go back and watch Tiny Toons, you'll see they were talking about all oh, sorts of eighties. They were talking about all sorts of stuff in nineteen eighty nine. Was that nineteen eighty nine? It was the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, I know it was early nineties, but eighty nine. I'm pretty sure about. that doesn't sound right. Okay, it had to be like nineteen ninety because they were using they might be giants. <sighs> okay, so my second favorite thing was the payoff. Throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they give you these little nuggets throughout the show and you, you get, you, they pay off. Um, like in Sonic Rainboom, they talk about, or no, it's not Sonic Rainboom. It's a previous one where she's talking about doing a Rainboom and we don't know what that is. Yeah. And then later we, we hear about, oh, Oh, that happened when when you were young. Oh, you you got your cutie mark when you did the fastest race. Oh, that's also when you did the Sonic Rainboom by when nobody believed you. Yeah. Oh, and like all Rainbow Dash is the the most obvious one, but you just get like, oh, you've been telling us this bit of this story this whole season long. Yep. And then when we get to the episode where they tell us all about how everyone got their cutie marks, like that all came together. Yep. Um. And I like that. So um, does the gala. Yes. No, the gala is the best example. I mean, we talk about this in episode three, the Ticketmaster. Every single one of these girls is doing exactly what they said they wanted to do previously. And mm-hmm. that's awesome. Um, and so if you remember that, you get to see it. You also see them wearing the clothes that Rarity made them and suited for success. Yes. Um, that's also a great payoff. I... You don't have to do that, and a lot of shows wouldn't bother because they're if their target audience is you know six to twelve year olds. Who cares? Who cares? Are they really going to be paying that close of attention? Well, some of them are. Yeah. And but the adults who are paying attention too, and you know, of course, a huge part of this fan base is adults, not children. Um, they're going to catch those things. Um, one of my favorite TV shows was How I Met Your Mother, and they did this constantly. Where you didn't have to know the joke to enjoy the show. But if you had been enjoying the show for seasons, you so many more jokes got paid off for you. Same thing with Arrested Development, yes. which is the key, which mm-hmm. is the one that changed all of that with Mitch Hurwitz. Yes. Same thing for Parks and Recreation for me. Not as much, but Parks definitely. Parks as much, but there is. You did with characters, though. Tr- no, the character growth, absolutely. You you didn't get to see, if you weren't in it from the very beginning, like I was, mm-hmm. and you hadn't watched it the whole way through, you didn't see how they moved over that time. And I think yes. that's the same thing with this show. You, you don't see how these characters grow unless you watch the whole thing. And I haven't seen that in a cartoon. For kids. 
I don't know that I've seen it in a cartoon for adults. Hmm. I don't see that. It wasn't in Family Guy. It was in The Simpsons, but I mean, come on, they're at like season 39. What like, about King of the Hill? <sighs> Maybe not growth. I'm not, and it wasn't growth, but the callbacks, and there wasn't the payoff of no. these longs. I mean, if when, you know, he finally figures out that's not his kid, you know, that's kind of funny. That's some payoff, but it took a really long time <laughs> to get there. It was a little ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, that that's one of my favorite things. Like, you're rewarded for paying attention. I'll go... I'll... Which, you know, when you have a podcast, it's kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll piggyback off of that with... Um... Tagging into that continuity. Okay. Um, similar similar idea. Yes. You do get the payoff of it. But the other side of it is that it's helpful in both instances. It's mm-hmm. helpful for, you know, people like us who are watching this whole thing and watching the whole thing play out. Mm-hmm. But it's also helpful for somebody just jumping in randomly in the middle. No matter where you're at. They have kept everything in place with these characters. Mm -hmm. The characters are always rooted the same way, where no matter where they're growing at, they've still got the same core character traits, Mm -hmm. so that you don't ever feel like you're lost and adrift with any of these characters. At least not right now that I've seen. They are writing this show and taking the same approach... As they would a live action television series. God help us, whoever is keeping that script Bible. Well, that was Lauren Faust. Yeah. She made that Bible. Um, I believe she left at season three. Okay. Um, one of our people will have to email me and give me all of that story. But she's, you know, she's the one who created it. Right. And I know she started the Bible and she's the one who got, got figured out all the concept and all that. So... That thing's got to be like five binders huge at this point with all the different plot lines, with all the different character connections. It's, it would, it it's gotta be a lot. Um, That's probably all digital at this point. Oh yeah. Well, there's, I've seen some different snippets of the Bible people have posted online. Yeah. I don't get too far into the forums and whatnot online because there's a lot of fan fiction and then you also if you start going down that road you get into some of the um more adult uh fan portions which does not interest me at all no shame no No, shame Uh, people interested what they're interested in that's totally fine that doesn't interest me i'm i'm trying to not be spoiled on the newer stuff so much i mean i know things but yeah i'm not trying to be spoiled isn't the right word well, we're trying to we're trying to keep fresh eyes as we're watching yes. this whole thing through. Yes. So we don't want to we don't want to be constantly thinking about well, this thing's going to happen in season eight, and let's read yeah. into that right now well, in let's season talk two. About, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, we yeah. we want to just watch it as we see it. Yes, and when I see people like I'm, I read a lot on Reddit, and I'm in there a lot for Riverdale because it's it's been a great source of entertainment, really. <laughs> um, but on Reddit, for me, for My Little Pony, you know, when people post about things for season one, I'm always reading those and whatnot. And I've certainly gotten some nice feedback from people from there. That's been great. Um, but I don't get, I don't dive in too much. Um, because, you know, again, there you get into a lot of fan art and fan fiction, which there are some people who make some amazing fan art. Yep. Um, yeah, it's insane. I follow this one um, person on Instagram who she makes... 
uh, she makes her own plushies and they oh, are, yes. and she does a lot of custom ones and they are amazing. Give yeah. her all of your money because it's good stuff. Oh, I'll have to, I'll have to link to her. Yeah. Cause it's, or I, I believe it's a her. If it's not, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't know. People be whoever they want on the internet. Okay. So yeah. What's your last one? Put depth. Okay. Uh, and uh, just the world building. Yeah. They've done a great job at the world. Um, you know, one of my goals with the rando ponies was to to dive into this world they've created. And you have in a huge way. <laughs> oh, I absolutely have. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's fun and also crazy. Um, but they did that. And also that's allowed for the the fan base to have another piece to get you know sucked into and they've only grown that over time yeah that's not like they've they did it and then they were like okay we we've got it big enough we can stop now no mm-hmm. they keep doing it oh yeah uh so this it that's i really appreciate that and respect that um when you've got a really well thought out world uh-huh. for all of your stuff to take place in it shows Again, you know, Parks and Rec is one of our favorites. The the new show, uh, The Good Place, mm-hmm. is genius. And that's by the same guy who did Parks and Rec. Michael Sure. Office Mike Sure. I adore him. But The Good Place is just proof of, like, when you know what you've built and you've really thought it through, your possibilities are endless. Yep. And it's just, go watch that show. It's amazing. Well, but it's the same with this show. Yes. No, I, that's what I mean. I'm so excited. Um... And when we go someplace new, like we went to Cloudsdale, oh, oh, this is great. This makes so much sense, you know, and then we have all those bits and pieces about, well, I thought only Pegasus could walk on clouds. And then we go to Appaloosa and it's just, it's, it's just so much fun. Van Hoover. Van Hoover. <laughs> yeah. And I know we're only going to go to more places and yeah. I just, it's exciting. Um, for me, then our fun secondary characters. Mm-hmm. Not the tertiary characters that f- start falling into rando pony categories because yeah. they don't get to talk. But, but like Granny Smith and Big Mac. Oh, I didn't add them here. <gasps> How did I forget them? You should be ashamed of yourself. Um, the Pie family, who we only get to meet just for a little bit this season, but just a they're handful, great. yeah. Trixie, yeah, who's awesome. You really do like Trixie. I like Trixie. She's fun. <laughs> Um, awful She's human. An ass. She's yeah. just an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Princess Celestia, who we hadn't thought about, but secretly we're like, you're fun. Every time we see her, you know, she she just adds a little bit more playfulness. Yep, and that's fun. Angel. Oh, Angel's a dick. But he's awesome. He's great. <laughs> All yeah. the pets, the random pets. The pets are fine. Well, why not? Why not? It's boring. And then I also put the Crusaders, who I know aren't your favorite, but they are a big deal. They are. A big deal. When they're acting as secondary characters, I think that's the problem: is that the Crusaders too often get treated like they're you know primary people in this show, and it's like no, they're background characters. They should be part of a plot line. One episode a season. One you get one, and then you get to when Applejack is having some crazy, Apple Bloom gets to be a part of it. When Rarity's having some crazy, Sweetie Belle, we don't know who Scootaloo's related to. <laughs> we don't know about her family. But you know what? She gets to show up for Rainbow Dash, because that's who she's obsessed with. That's fine. You know who pulls this off? Hmm. Cartoon Network, 
We Bear Bears. Oh, damn. We love We Bear Bears. We do love that show. We it, almost would have podcast about it, but like, there's not that much to talk about. It would really just be us going, I love this. I love this. It's so funny. Oh my God, that's our kid. Oh my God, that's you. Like, that's what we would do. But they, but part of that show is, you know, it's just a bunch of random stupid gags, except that in the middle of it, to try to tell the backstory of these bears, they transport us to the kid version of the bears. They're baby bears. They're baby bears. But they're still hilarious. Mm-hmm. They've still got all of their same personality. And then the whole thing is is a story device mm-hmm. to explain how they got where they are now. Yeah, there are some emotional episodes. It's great. If you have that's an, go check that out too. It follows along. We're just full of recommendations today. We are, but it follows along the lines of this show. I think this show inspired a lot of shows like that, like Adventure Time, which came out the same time as this one did. did it? Yeah, 2010. Um, But it follows... We just now jumped on the Adventure Time train. But it follows with this line of um, kid shows that are both goofy and fun for adults and have little in-references. But unlike Animaniacs and unlike Tiny Toons are not cynical. They're earnest. Yes. They're earnest and honest. And they are... For adults, they give you a chance to have fun and play in an imagination world while you're watching it. Mm-hmm. You get to just enjoy that imaginary world instead of, you know, constantly being reminded of how ridiculous it is, mm-hmm. which I love Animaniacs, but that's what it does. It's constantly commenting on the ridiculousness. Same thing with Freakazoid. Okay. Freakazoid is total sarcasm all the time. <laughs> yes. And maybe that's, you know, maybe I should add to that as one of my favorite things. This show is earnest. Um, the show isn't trying to poke fun at, you know, wanting to watch a kid's show. It's just like, you can enjoy this and have fun with it. Don't worry about it. You know, it's a lot like, it it reminds me of a lot of the Pixar. Yeah. It's like, this is intended for a young audience, but we know adults have to watch it. So we're going to occasionally wave to them with the jokes. Like, I remember... 1994. No, was it? Yeah, it was not. No. Whatever. What movie are we talking about? Toy Story. 1995. Okay. It it was one of those. It was was in between my sisters being born. (laughs) I know that. (laughs) I remember that for sure. Um, Just, I remember watching that movie and Mr. Potato Head takes his lips out and just puts them on his butt. Yeah. And like, if you are not paying attention, you will miss it. And I was like... Oh my god, they just put that in a kid's movie. Yeah. It's amazing. It is. But it's one of those things that it's not meant for the kids. It's meant for the adults who have to watch this. And I and we get that in this show. And well, that is fun. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So, I guess that leads us to what? I don't know. Uh, our favorite rando pony. Okay, so 26 episodes, we had 35 rando ponies because I got a little crazy and did multiples. And did eight. Eight extra. As a chorus line. They're so cute! <laughs> okay, it really comes down to, I really loved that visual. <laughs> and I couldn't pick, if, okay, if I had to pick one, it would have been fine line because I, I like her dress. Uh... <laughs> In that picture. But I just felt like, you know what? I'm using them all. I make the rules. I can do whatever I want. Well, especially because we had two episodes where we didn't have a rando pony. Yes. 
And sometimes it just feels like I should just do like I like I did all the the uh, crew for photo finish. Like it just feels like I should do them all. So did you have some finalists? I did. I I I haven't decided. I have three that I can't choose from. Well, you're gonna have to okay, before I the end of this episode. The first one is the Green Golden Harvest. Before she changes her hair color. Yes. Because she's so offended. Yes. And that's from Ghostbusters. It is. Um, my third one is Toffee from Over a Barrel. Toffee is the female version of Caramel. <laughs> the pony I hate the most. <laughs> it's just going to be a thing from now on. It's your nemesis. She's my nemesis. Um, and then, okay, I just, I like her. I thought it was funny. It's like, it's Caramel as a girl and her name is Toffee. I like that. It makes me laugh. Okay. And then my last one is Davenport <laughs> from Sofa and Quills. <laughs> because it's so stupid. It's a great guy. It's so stupid. And his name is Davenport. With, like, his name should have been, like, Satie. <laughs> like, Feather Satie or something, because he's Sofa and Quills. You only sell two things and you're completely out of, out of Quills? You want a sofa? You want to buy a sofa? <laughs> yeah. That's just, that's, that's just so ridiculous to me. So, those were my three. Okay. Well, let me let me give you my two. Okay. And, and my pick. Okay. My number three finalist mm-hmm. was one that we didn't get to use. The announcer at the Young Flyers competition. He doesn't have a name. She. She, yeah. The the backstage stage manager. It's very upsetting. Yes. Maybe we'll see her again and she'll have a name. I know. Because she's in full stage manager mode. She's got the red hair, the glasses. She's no nonsense. She's just hilarious. I should name her. We should, but not right now. We'll think about it. Mm-hmm. I was a stage manager in my former life. My number two. Okay. Got close to winning with Shoe Shine. Because of the, the picture, picture that you found. I thought that too. I was like, oh, that, that that picture makes me laugh. It should be Shoe Shine. And if you don't remember, it's winter wrap up. Shoe Shine, the picture we've got, has her with a grass stalk in her mm-hmm. mouth, just chomping down. Yes. Hilarious. But I had a favorite mm. from Call of the Cutie, episode 12 Royal Pin. <laughs> I mean, the dude was so in the groove, mm-hmm. had no idea what was going on, mm-hmm. popping all the balloons mm-hmm. at the cruci- at the cutie mark party, just getting it on. Yep. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Royal pin. I swear. I know we only got the image. I swear I wish somebody had a gif of it. Just him dancing. What if you could make that for us and give it, give it just... Shoot us an email or Twitter. Or in, just send it to us. You can find us. If you can find that gift, that would be wonderful. That would be so good. Okay. I think I'm going to have to go with the Green Golden Harvest. Okay. Because it's just so ridiculous. She's so offended because Rarity was mean. And, <laughs> and then she changes her hair color. Yep. And then her hair is consistently orange since then. Because we've seen her several times. I know. The original Golden Harvest. I know her secret shame. She has green hair. <laughs> uh, we have a page. We have a page on our website under My Little Pony that has all of the rando ponies for this season. So if you want to see all the ones we've picked, um, we've got a little picture. It's got a little caption for who's in the picture, and then the 
that has the link to the wiki for where we got the image. That's where we've pulled all of our images from My Little Pony. That place is awesome. If you contribute to it, thank you so much. Um, yeah. So you guys need to tell us who your favorite rando pony was this season. And maybe it was one we didn't we didn't mention. Yep. That has an actual name. Maybe it's one we haven't met yet. Hmm. That would be nice. But we got season two to get to. Yeah, so we're officially done with season one, and next week we're gonna have season two, episode one. We're gonna we're not, we're just gonna keep plowing through. And when Riverdale is on hiatus, you, instead of getting only one My Little Pony week, you're gonna get one on Wednesday and Friday. That's gonna be our our replacement for Riverdale for a while. Nice. Good news for you guys, unless you're watching Riverdale. And you're sad, because there's no new Riverdale. But then you can just watch some ponies with us. Yeah. So, it all works out. It's more ponies for everybody. It gets us through season two. We'll be done with season two by spring. Yeah. And then season three only has 13 episodes. I'm just going to power punch through it. Yeah, and then we get into... Yeah, I've talked about this. Then we get into the weird equestria girl... No, oh, like let's let's not even. Laughing. Let's not even. Really, yeah, it's gonna. No, I'm gonna have to create a flowchart for you. We all. will. We will do that when we get there. For now, we just get to enjoy straight up ponies. Yep, we're just gonna go straight through season two and just move on. So, and, and we hope you guys enjoy enjoy it. Thank you so much for everybody who's already listening, who's enjoying this. Yes, I'm those gonna, of you who've reached out to us. I'm gonna give a little shout out to Plexamind, uh, who's always very nice to us on Reddit. So, hi. Thank you. We appreciate it. Always makes us feel good. Especially for Mod. I'm not usually on Reddit, but I've seen your messages and yes. you're cool. I always show them to Mac, so. Uh-huh. Yep. We appreciate it. And, you know, more feedback for us. Rate us. Yes. We could use some extra uh, reviews on iTunes. So, if you do like us, even a little bit, uh, give us a little review, a star rating. Um, you don't have to, like, write a big, long thing. How about just write in who your favorite rando pony is or, or your write favorite your... episode from season one. Or write a hilarious pony pun. We do like the pony puns. Do that one. So. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. And we'll see you next week with season two. Woohoo! That's it for this episode. Please take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes. And for questions and comments, drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com.